0: Welcome back to another Krusty Cast. Today I'm joined again with Kenny. Kenny, go ahead and say hi to the people. Hello, hello. And we're joined today with a newfound friend, Brad. Brad, I don't know how to pronounce your last name too well, and I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm not going to try to butcher it. Why don't you go ahead and say hi?
1: Klozinski is my last name. Very Polish. <laughs> Very. I knew it was Polish because I'm Polish, but
0: I wasn't sure how to pronounce it and wasn't going to try. <laughs> right. <laughs> So we met Brad uh, kind of in a really funny way. We talked about it uh, once before in the podcast, just kind of touched on it. But we were out, Kenny and I, we were out in a mallard hunt, and the birds were flying like no other that day. I mean, Brad, I don't know where you go hunting or what you've seen, but being on the spot that we were, that was the absolute most birds, mallards that is, I've ever seen fly for that long they did that day. Um, And we – we got there early. In the, well, I say early, but you were you slept there the night, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I got there at about ten o'clock p.m.
0: <laughs> the day before, camped yeah. out.
1: Did you camp out in your truck or the A-frame? Uh, just right in the A-frame. <laughs> so yeah,
0: Brad was camping out there. I get out there about probably like five forty-five, six, because usually no one hunts that spot, and the water's the water was real low. So me and Kenny couldn't hunt where we usually hunt, so I'm already freaking out. And then I look over, and I see a a headlamp about 30 yards away from me. I'm just sitting here like, well, goddamn, called Kenny up real quick. I'm like, Kenny, we got to go somewhere else, man. (laughs) 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 But we ended up finding ourselves on a rock out in the middle of the water on the river. It was real shallow that day. We We thought we had decent cover in the dark, and it worked up until about probably, I don't know what, Kenny, 830? Yeah, somewhere around there. Where we just then the sun came up, we started sticking out like a sore thumb. And uh, Brad, I thought I thought you were God's voice when I heard you. <laughs> he was shouting over the water. He was he. he when did you get your limit by, Brad? Oh, it was
2: it's like fifteen minutes, I think. Yeah, it was 15, <laughs> 20 minutes probably.
0: You know, if me and Kenny, or I'll say me and General Kenny, did hit shots, if um, if, you know, if we both hit hundred percent of our shots, we could have limited out in probably ten minutes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You guys had a lot of birds working in yeah, when it was dark out. Yeah, we just, we just, uh, we suck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you shouted out to us. You asked if we wanted to come shoot your birds, and me and Kenny were like, "Man, is he pissed at us because we were taking shots or trying to call birds in or what?"
1: No, nah, I was, I was getting annoyed having to sit there and watch all the birds come in my decoys and land and circle around, and I couldn't shoot any of them. So I was like, "Oh, might as well have these guys come down and kill them." <laughs>
0: Yeah, he yelled at us. We uh, we left our decoys and everything, and walked over. Met this uh, kind soul Brad and his little dog, dog Daisy. Right, Millie. Millie.
1: Yep. Gotcha. And yellow lab. Yep. How old is she? Uh, she actually just turned two, like a couple weeks ago. Gotcha. So she's young.
0: Yeah, that was a. Uh, I don't know, Kenny, about you but with with uh, waterfowl. Is that your first time with a dog? Uh, no. <laughs> But I will say his dog did a very good job though. Your dog did an awesome job. It was my first time experiencing a dog waterfowl. So it was awesome to see the dog work when um some birds came in and everything like that. And being able to hunt in an A frame like that with you and you were doing great on the calls. However, I will say I felt like I was doing good on the calls before that too. Gotta to toot my own <laughs> horn there.
1: <laughs> you weren't doing too bad over there.
0: <laughs> I'd actually just ordered a new uh new JJ Lair's call. Did you got, really? Yeah, I got sick and tired of the old duck commander one. I just felt like I couldn't get the range on it anymore. Uh, just, I felt like I just couldn't work it as good as I wanted to. Just wasn't happy with uh, how it was. Lewis, you did right. so good
2: at the calling that the ducks were going down in our decoys even after we went and sat with Brad. So <laughs> good of a job you did. And <laughs> hey, what was it? The first
0: group that started circling us landed right in the in me and Kenny's decoys. Yeah, they, went, they went down yeah. in our
2: decoys. No one's sitting out there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's how we met, Brad. We ended up having a good shoot. I think we got what one shy of a of a two man mallard limit.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: and then
0: or well, technically a three man since you had your three or you had your limit. Did you? get yeah. you didn't end up getting any other birds I'd that day. The... Sorry.
1: No, no. Well, actually, I went and jump shot a uh, wood duck hole, but I only got one, so. Yeah, me. I was still shy of my limit.
0: Yeah, and Kenny and I went up to Michigan that day, and we went and sat in a little wood duck hole and. Uh, we got. Will we get three out of there? Three, yeah. That was no. Oh, that was a fun hunt. I don't think I ever told you about uh, kind of what we were doing out there. We were in a little, kind of wooded, flooded uh, deer hole.
2: It's a deer hole that got flooded by beavers, so it's just a little tiny puddle, and you get wood ducks in there. It's more than need tiny the beavers
1: puddle. taken care of. Huh? You need the beavers taken care of?
2: The beavers, uh, yeah, they're they're pretty. Uh, you know, they they got control of that whole area. They've been tried to been eradicated multiple times, but they just keep building more more uh, mm. huts or whatever you call them it's they're giving you a killer woody hole though yeah it's pretty it's turning into a pretty damn good uh, duck hole,
1: oh, I believe it,
2: <laughs> so yeah we
0: ended up going out there, and you know uh, we're shooting a timber hole, so you can't really see open air like we could at the river that day, see them coming from a while. We'd just uh, be watching the sky all of a sudden, three of them would just come banking around a corner like a couple of f sixteens right
2: in, right down in the yeah. hole. Yeah, and they never they would never circle because they were that's their spot and they knew they were comfortable in there. So they would just mm-hmm. go right in. Right over the trees, right down in. Yeah, we put yep. out we'll be we, I
0: think we put out maybe twenty twenty decoys. I think we needed maybe yeah, one. We, if yeah, that, yeah, if we needed one. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, we weren't calling
0: yeah. or anything. They were just coming
1: swooping right in. Yep, yeah, if a wood duck likes where you're at, they they can do it pretty dirty. <laughs> so Brad, that's kind of you.
0: Uh, you got a pretty good Instagram going. I know we were we were talking a little bit after we hunted. What all What all do you do, Brad?
1: Oh, I'll hunt just about anything. Turkeys are my main. I uh, do a little deer hunting, but uh, ducks and geese and turkey are my main things.
0: And how'd you get all, or when did you get into all this? Uh, mostly, like, I mean, what's what have you been hunting the longest?
1: Oh. I'd say my first substantial hunt was turkey when I was probably 12, which I had been deer hunting for a few years before that, but didn't have any luck just because I was a kid. But my first actual connection on an animal was a turkey. So that's probably the first one I really got hooked on there.
0: Were you getting drug out there deer hunting by your parents when you were that young?
1: Uh, Well, I enjoyed it, but I just... I was dead set on shooting one with the bow first. So I probably shot at 20 different deer before I finally shot a deer. So,
0: <laughs> Hey, I have shot a deer with a bow. Just have yet to recover a deer with a bow.
1: So They can okay. definitely be tough. I lost a pretty good one this year. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I feel, that. I know
1: how that feels.
2: Hey, did that Turkey gobble for a while and flirt with you when your first hunt or did he just come right? The in?
1: first one did not at all. It was, uh, early in the season. And, uh, as soon as he saw the decoy, it was actually an evening hunt after school. Ran out to my uncle's, and we went and sat out there, had decoys set up. That was when I used decoys. But uh, as soon as he saw those decoys, he just ran right in, and that was it. Saw him for maybe 20 seconds before I shot him.
0: Yeah, one of the biggest things I kind of forgot, Brad, where are you, Where are you from?
1: Uh, I'm from Wasion, So
0: uh, up in Ohio. And, yep. you know, there's... I don't know if I would say there's a ton of turkeys, but there's definitely a healthy population of turkeys up here.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's not a not huntable as much population. As there used to be, yeah, the population's been in decline for about four or five years. But gotcha. yeah,
0: yeah, I I don't turkey hunt, so I mean, is is Ohio like that good for birds, or are there other states like how is Michigan compared to
1: Ohio? Oh, night and day. Michigan is like, Michigan's probably top five in the country for turkeys. Kenny, have
2: you been out to Michigan turkey hunting? No, not to Michigan, but I probably started turkey hunting about four or five years ago, and every year I've seen the population go down and down and down from where it was when I
1: started. So it's been a lot tougher. Yep, it's been tough, especially around here. Usually I go down to southern Ohio and get my bird down there, Well, or birds when it was two-bird limit, but usually I just go down to southern Ohio, get my bird, and call it.
0: Yeah, I saw this season you got some... You got some pidgeys, you got some divers recently, well, pidgeys more recently than divers, and you've been, you know, going out and hammering ducks and, and geese still. How's the season been treating you so far?
1: Um, It's been okay. I definitely wouldn't say it's the best season ever, but we've been on them a little bit. But.
0: So, Kenny and I are kind of the epitome of the weekend warriors. We really only get a good chance to go hunting on the weekends. Are you do you fall in that category sometimes, or are you more so? oh yeah,
1: ninety yeah. percent of my huntings on the weekends, unfortunately, unless I'm coon or coyote at night, but, but doesn't that but suck, by time I get off work and get home, It's already dark,
0: so. yeah, I'm already uh planning on saving all my vacation uh that I have left this year, and when it refreshes next year, I'm saving probably. 90% of it for duck season. I'm gonna start taking some Thursdays, Fridays off and yep. try to get on some more birds
2: and, and get a couple more days out of the season. If you save a you, Thursday, you can get in on that lottery marsh hunt that the DNR does. Oh, on I can save season. a lot of Thursdays.
0: I just got an extra week of vacation at work. So I was pretty happy about this. And I'm on three weeks vacation.
1: Jeez, O.P. Oh,
0: so are they hiring? <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> so... uh speaking of the weekend warrior hunts you got a boat you got a dog do you ever like i mean i don't know i feel like if i had a boat and dog i'd quit my job
1: uh well the boat's not paid off so i can't quit the job yet (laughs) and the dog's got to eat so just kill an extra bird yeah yeah there are laws on that where you can kill your dog a bird you know feed the dog that would be nice if they could write that into law. You should get a limit for your dog too when you take a dog. I was thinking that, but have you? She, um, worked, she works harder than most of us. So
0: you've been taking that boat out to Erie.
1: Uh, Erie's been pretty rough with the wind because I usually hunt the Michigan side, and with the west wind, it blows out really, really bad. Yeah. And for the past two months, we've had west winds or straight east winds with. 40 mile an hour wind so hasn't really i've made it out to erie two times all year long and that's usually my bread and butter
0: yeah you like diver hunting out there
1: uh i mean i like shooting puddlers better but divers are i mean they're so stupid they're fun
0: they're fast my first diver hunt i think i've said this on the podcast so many times but man i was blown away how freaking fast those
1: birds were Yep, fast and they're strong. They can take a hit.
0: Yeah, they—you'd shoot them once and they just skip the water. Just keep skipping, uh-huh. skipping, skipping. I got him I got to get Kenny out on a diver hunt. He'd be, oh, Kenny. You'd probably poop yourself. How dumb these birds are! You <laughs> yeah, just set up yeah. a, a straight line of decoys, no calling, nothing, and they just come right in.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no point in even calling them.
0: Yeah, what kind of so what kind of ducks did you get out um when you got those divers?
1: Um uh, most of those were all buffleheads, and then we shot one Canada and then the last time I went out I was on the Ohio side, but I was on the main lake. We shot one really nice green wing teal Drake and then uh blue billed Drake and then we missed a couple mallards, but that was a pretty rough day. It was just a bluebird, beautiful day, but not beautiful duck. Hunting, that's for sure
0: yeah i was lucky enough to go out on a layout boat hunt i think it was the day after we met you actually um the day after or the next week when i went on a layout boat hunt and that was a hell of an experience uh it was again though bright blue skies the birds were coming in but um they just weren't doing it all the way in our spread yeah but the ruddy ducks uh, we we put a hurting on the ruddy ducks that day
1: hey it you is guys. what it is. There, <laughs> were, there
0: were four of us, and we all got a limit on ruddy ducks. <laughs> really? Yeah, they were coming in insanely good. But I still have them in my freezer. I've never tried them.
1: People say they taste good. I hear they taste like liver, but see, you can try them. <laughs> see,
0: I shot a couple bluebills last year. Nasty. And all these guys are saying that the ruddy ducks oh, yeah. tasted good. Hunter, if you're listening to this podcast... Didn't want to say anything at the time, but, man, I heard that divers taste nasty. Tried a bluebill, tasted nasty. I don't know what to say about the ruddy ducks. I'm kind of scared to try them.
1: I, I know canvas back are really, really good. You gotten any canvas back this year? Uh, I shot one really nice straight can, and he's going to go on the wall. But uh, that's, that's the only one I've shot so far. But usually I shoot those on Erie more than I do inland lakes, which I've been mm-hmm. hunting this year mainly.
2: I really want to shoot a redhead and get it mounted. Uh, redhead is a redhead and a spoonbill are probably my
1: top two birds. Yeah, yeah. I actually got a redhead in the freezer. I'm probably going to take two, but yeah. How just does spend time on spend time on you or You will kill them.
0: <laughs> how does that uh, mounting process for birds go? I've never gotten a bird mounted. Um, do you you don't do you not touch it at all? You just put it straight in the freezer and just kind of send it off.
1: Um, you're supposed to wrap. Their legs in like wet paper towels and then put them in a ziploc, but I just throw them in a ziploc and I get them to my tax service within a couple weeks, so I'm pretty close with him. So he'll just take them right in whenever I call him.
0: Gotcha. And what's uh what's like the average cost for a bird nowadays?
1: Uh, I think he's at uh, for just a regular duck, not a goose, because geese are expensive. But a duck's like two ninety five, three hundred, somewhere around oh, in there. Dang. Yeah. How
0: much well how much would a goose be then?
1: A goose is like a full blown big giant Canada goose is like seven hundred at my guy.
0: Kenny, would you ever get a goose mounted?
1: No. What about a speckle I... belly? I, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I got a speckle belly and uh he's he's pretty badass. I
2: just gotta say there's a lot of ducks that I'd get mounted before I paid to have a seven hundred dollars to have a goose mounted. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. I'd rather
0: get two different I'd rather get a hen and Drake Woody
1: mounted together. Than just get one single duck mounted <laughs> or goose mounted. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I see it. I mean, killed a thousand geese. Do I really need one sitting in my house? I don't think so.
0: Uh, now getting a nice speckle belly or something. That's you know that's on on the um border of. Um, give us one second here. Really. Oh, sorry huh. about the interruption, boys. What are you boys talking uh, you're about? You're
1: good
2: talking about how yeah. ducks pass us all the time
0: <laughs> i came back a little bit um i heard you guys talking about you know some rough rough stuff on the on Erie in the fall not worth being being worth a couple ducks yeah
2: yeah it's, yeah the lake is just it lake's dangerous in the fall
0: well i was about to say um a couple weeks ago was the anniversary of that big freeze out in minnesota where it killed so many of those duck hunters yeah oh yeah harvest day yeah. yeah Jeez, that was insane I saw some yeah. pictures of that. Oh, my gosh. Talk about yeah, not worth like a couple
1: ducks. 50 guys died or over that or something like that. Well, I thought it was like 50 boats fish. capsized
0: and more than 100 people died.
1: It could have been. It could have been. Yeah, that's, that's just insane. Yeah, I but the
2: people yeah. that didn't die all said that it was very good hunting, though. Oh,
0: yeah. So I was reading reports yeah. <laughs> on it, and they all said, because it was a really warm year for them. I'm sure everybody that I'm, uh, that's listening to this like probably knows about it, but <laughs> it was the first cold day, cold front. And they said the worse the weather got, the more birds kept flying, so we didn't want to leave.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, I can't say I blame them.
1: <laughs> but man, yeah, man. but with the equipment that they had back then, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have no SICA back then. No, <laughs> and they didn't have 90-horsepower motors to get them out of the lake.
0: Yeah, that's also very true. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, also uh, talking about the, the ducks that kept flying over us, real high past and everything, hunting from the bank. Yeah, that's been a struggle like Kenny and I have been facing. Just trying to pull those birds off uh pull those birds off their you know, their path.
2: Um but Kenny, we got a we got a pretty good plan for Saturday. Yeah, uh we're gonna put out a huge spread. Um we got some decoys that we're gonna borrow from uh from my grandpa and some other people we know. We're gonna just absolutely just put out a huge spread and see if we can pull some bigger flocks down or at least get a few yep. to, to come off the flock.
0: Yeah, and I just uh, just yep. ordered an A-frame, and that came in today, so I'm going to get that set up and brushed up probably tomorrow, and we'll be able to have that A-frame kicking out there. Yeah,
2: you sold us on the
0: A-frame. Oh, uh, dude, you sold us so hard on the A-frame.
1: Oh, yeah. They're the shit, that's for sure.
0: What uh, what, what do you have?
1: Uh, It's an Avian X. I've was, had it for a few years.
0: I was thinking about the Avian X. Our other buddy John runs a AV, uh, Avian X, too. I was doing some research, or not research, but just looking around, reading reviews and everything, and I ended up going with the Rogers Goosebuster, the three-man goosebuster. Oh, yeah. So, I'm curious to see how that's going to hold up. I heard some stuff from John that the legs on that those Avian Xs, they aren't that durable. You had any bad experiences with them?
1: I've never had any bad experiences with mine.
0: And I'm guessing you use yours probably almost exclusively.
1: Um... I would say hide in the weeds almost exclusive, exclusively and then run that when necessary. Gotcha. But I use I use that goose hunting more than I do duck hunting really.
0: Yeah, we this was um two hundred dollars on sale on Roger's website
1: and I was like, Okay, I'm buying Oh, it. you can't beat that. Yeah. No, you can't beat that at all, so now is that the one with the is that the one with the dog door on it?
0: No, this one doesn't have a dog door. Um, I don't think Rogers makes one with a dog door. They only have the three-man Goosebuster. But Mm -hmm. I saw the one with the dog door, and that's the same company that makes my layout
1: blind. Is it uh, Final Approach, maybe? Final Approach, I
0: think they do have one. Uh, Alps, Alps Outdoors. Mm -hmm. They have a real nice one with the dog door and everything, but I don't got a dog, so I wasn't paying $500 for a blind. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, we got that. We got a good spread and Kenny also just got another five dozen silhouettes. So we're going to go try and slay some geese at the the end of this year. Speaking of some fields, we're going to try, we're going to try our best. We, uh, we don't really have (laughs) access to too many fields. I tried all, all late summer, early summer, trying to get access to some fields and talk to some people, but either they already had people hunting family, be it, or whatever it is, or they just didn't let people hunt. So, it was like probably, you know, they say three strikes, you're out, but it was like 23 strikes for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it can be really tough to get permission for geese in the field. And especially kinda... if you're trying to move into a new area. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of guys, like, once you get out my way, like, me and my group of buddies have pretty much everything we want to hunt locked down. And we got a pretty good uh, reputation around and good. Re- relationship with all the farmers so they, i mean they're not going to let anybody new in so yeah. that's what you run into when you're tr- running around trying to find birds
2: yeah you you found that in gibsonburg too didn't you yeah i went out and scouted up in gibsonburg um
0: yeah it was a day that me and kenny decided we weren't hunting we weren't seeing any birds any of our spots so we're like yeah uh, let's skip i'm gonna go scout maybe we can get some going for saturday so i drove up to gibsonburg and i think i was out there scouting for about four hours and saw a ton of geese but just all in the quarry and none of them in fields i saw one field that had geese right when i got there and i drove around the i drove around the uh the block basically to come back and look at them more and they were gone so they were roosting there and they went to go loaf in the quarry and then i saw probably i think i saw two two different groups of hunters in different fields and just talked to one of my other friends that i know has a lot of hunting friends he was like well, that's not my buddy, but
2: about nine people have access to that field, or like nine different yep. groups of hunters. So I was like, oh. Well, there's been a lot of geese out that way the last four or five days. So if you have permission to hunt those fields, now's the time. Oh, dude, there's been I've been seeing geese fly everywhere. It Just sucks. I'm at work and can't
0: can't chase them down. Mm-hmm. How do you go about scouting?
1: Um, I mean, this time of year it's really tough with it getting dark so early. Yeah, but I mean. One of my best friends, he works out of town, so he has, like, nine days of work and then five days off or whatever. So he's got five days to go out, run around when he's home, and then figure everything out for the weekend, which that's what he's doing right now. So that's how we run with that. But as far as, like, early season, we have them locked down for months at a time. We know where they're hatching at and then where they Man. usually go to send to send a, or to spend the summer and where they're going to be early fall. So we so usually beat around the whole year. Good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like the geese that we shot opening day of Ohio, we had, we had known they were there for literally two months.
0: Yeah. I think and that's one thing that I did not do this summer because I never thought scouting in the summer was worth it.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And
0: then when it kind of, tr- or go ahead.
1: They're so patternable in the sp- or the early season and early September. They're so patternable if you get them figured out. I mean, so you kind got of just it.
0: like deer then.
1: Yep, pretty much. Yeah.
2: Figure out the pattern, and Kenny, you know about deer. Why? Why don't you have all this written down and yeah. done? Uh, early, early deer season is my time to shine, baby. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I slaughter them
0: early season and deer season. I'm still hoping to maybe go out. um, I know one potential place I could go out and try to get a deer still this year, and I'm hoping to get one more deer. The deer I got this year was hit by a car right in front of me, so I was able to just snag it from the guy that hit it.
1: Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
0: it was a buck, though, so I got a buck this year. didn't even have to use my tag. Nice. (laughs) But I'm hoping to get out, and I would like to go get a deer, uh, another deer this year, but at the same time, I'd rather get a stack of geese instead. Yep kind of talking before we started the podcast kind of going into you know favorite favorite animal to cook i 10 out of 10 would say the goose is better than deer jerky wise putting a str- putting it straight up you know a, a backstrap versus a, a grilled breast goose breast deer all the way for jerky yeah. wise though which is my favorite way so far to cook waterfowl eh, just goose No, because i like to I actually just like to cook ducks on the grill but uh with goose, I almost won't do anything other than jerky. I know we've talked about Kenny's pastrami almost every podcast, but <laughs> Kenny, what do you? what's
2: your favorite way to cook deer or goose, or what's your favorite animal to cook? Uh, my favorite all-time animal to cook, uh, meat-wise, I'd say probably is wild turkey breast. I've heard a lot of people say that wild I turkey agree. is delicious. I love wild turkey, and I also love doing fish fries, too. Uh, fish fries yeah. are great. You can't beat but fish But I don't fries. really put that in the same category. That's kind of like fishing, you know.
0: You need other you need a, you can't survive on fish so you can't put it in the category.
2: Yeah, and I like venison cuz you there's a lot of things you can do with it there's too, There's you can do with venison? I got to say the uh smoking a wild turkey breast is probably my favorite. And Brad, what about you?
1: Uh I would have to agree with the wild turkey. That's probably one of my one of my favorite. We like to deep fry them though. We cut them in like little basically chicken strips and deep fry them and those are pretty good.
2: Yeah, see, I've only okay. killed, uh, I've only killed turkeys out here. I know you've killed a bunch of different kinds. Have you noticed a uh, taste and a uh, different taste in any of the different uh, species? Um,
1: I wouldn't say taste, but size wise, yeah. Like last or this past spring, I went out west and shot a few Merriams, and uh, when you look at the bird, they look huge, and then uh, once you cut into them, I mean, and I shot all three long-beard mature birds. And I mean, no exaggeration. Their their breast is probably half as big as what our easterns are here. How big and is
0: like um a full breast on a on a turkey, like weight wise?
1: breast? I don't know about oh, weight, but
2: if you get a mature tom you cut into it, it'll surprise you how much the I mean, breast, breast is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you get a nice corn fed tom around here, I mean I mean it's it's it, light. Like, yeah, you'll feed a family on one side of a breast.
0: Well, I was kind of surprised with those goose, uh, the couple goose that we got well, hunting with Mal. Two two goose got, or netted us three and a half pounds of of breast meat total. Yep. So I yep. was I was those are definitely migrate migrating birds. The, the skin on those things are about half inch or a quarter inch thick. Yeah. Like no wonder they, they wouldn't die when we were shooting them.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to got to change your pellets up a little this late in the season here. Man,
0: I tell you what, I was on the I was on the boss shot shell train. They didn't work. They didn't work any better than
1: steel shot. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking the same because I've I shot a case of number fives. I can't remember if they were three inch or two and three quarter. A couple of years ago, uh, I had one blow up in my gun, so I wasn't. I kind of shied away from them for a year. So then I got another case this year of number fours, three inch and. I mean, they kill them, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just not that good of a shot, but I That's, don't know. That I is my
0: one argument with them: is that you can go down a couple shot sizes and still have the same lethality as like a steel. Right. So it's like at the point of say dropping down from say you know you could use three to four shot for ducks of steel, I drop down to five five shot with the boss, get a little more pellets, a little more in your spread, and have a better chance of hitting them yeah but then you kind of lose the point of bismuth well not really lose it because you're still getting more shot you know but you lose like that long range still if you just go with the the same size bismuth
1: yeah i mean i'm still not shooting at a duck over 35 yards i mean that's all there is to it
0: i think yeah just and we were i don't know kenny what would be we, 40 yards away from those geese yeah, we kind of had to jump shoot them. We had a pretty bad day in the field, just nothing flying yeah. really. So we came up to these gravel pits, and they were just chilling in there, and we had to do whatever we could to try to jump shoot these things, and they just stopped, and we're like, well, it's now or never. We ended, yep. up, getting, ended up getting two. Malachi dropped one with a great shot when they was flying over him. Um, And then we we hit one, and I just slowly started seeing it falls. I was like, yep, there's one that we hit good. And we start walking back in the trail. And I see this clearing, and I was like, "Oh, definitely glided to this clearing." I looked to my left, and this thing dive bombed a bush and was just all <laughs> caterwampus
2: in this. It's bush. all piled up inside that bush.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, shoot, wait, we, we kind of went on a tangent. What were we talking about? I talking about goose breast, cooking goose. Just yeah, go back to turkey. What's your like? Yeah, you said deep frying turkey, cut it into strips. Any injections or
1: seasonings? No. Uh, sometimes I'll marinate them a little bit and italian dressing but i haven't done that in a couple years but usually we just deep fry them quick easy
0: what's uh what kind of do you use like a batter a a breading or just straight yeah
1: we we use drakes gotcha that's what we use same thing we use on all of our fish and everything like that
2: what was that uh beer batter that malachi was using uh, he's told me the name like multiple times, and I can't remember. It wasn't beer batter though. It was some brand that he got. I thought he said it was beer batter that he just didn't use the beer with. I don't remember. He's told me multiple times. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I seriously
0: can't remember what he what it was. It was good though. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, and I got to stray away from both of you mostly because I don't turkey hunt, so I don't really know um, what wild or uh, wild turkey does taste like. Um, but I got to say goose 10 out of 10, I'm cooking that I'm going after goose if I have the chance and I'm making jerky out of it every time.
2: That's because when you only get one bird a season now, I'm pretty stingy with the meat. <laughs>
1: hey, I've yeah. gotten yeah. at you least may be, two this season. You may be the only person in the country that likes goose the most.
0: Hey, next time I, next time we meet up, I will bring you a pack of these goose snack sticks and I'll change your mind.
1: All right. Deal. <laughs>
0: I made we made um uh over Thanksgiving uh break. I call it break like I'm still in school. But uh we made <laughs> some beef snack sticks, some deer snack sticks and then goose with the beef we kind of did a 60/40 blend, 60 beef, 60% beef, 40% pork, same with the deer and then with the goose we did like a 70/30 blend since goose are a little more oily already. Um Mhm. Yeah, we we let them cure just in the regular high mountain country. I think we did the goose, just the regular waterfowl hickory. Did the deer and the bourbon barbecue and the beef. We just did the regular hunter's blend with a little bit of extra red pepper flakes. They all turned out great, but out of all three of them, I still think the goose it was by far the best. I mean, Kenny, you tried them. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I was a little, uh, you know. A little on the fence about how I thought about goose jerky but or not jerky but snack sticks and yeah I thought they were amazing <laughs> I would still Pretty say like.
0: your pastrami hot off the smoker takes the cake on on the
2: jerky though yeah but that's a little different though that's more like uh it's more like a meal more like a meal prep this yeah. is more like a. I th- i mean this would be this is the probably the best one of the best hunting snacks you could you could make here yeah. For, I mean, sitting on the blind, because you don't have to warm it up. Exactly. You don't have to do anything with it. It's just pop the back seal bag mm-hmm. open, and you're ready to go. Do you make any jerky at all?
1: Uh, Yeah, we make it out of deer, though. We make uh jerky and snack sticks every year.
0: Yeah, me and my dad were bored. We had all the stuff to do it, and I was like, I want to make snack sticks. I don't know why, but I wanted to make snack sticks. So we used the rest of the jerky meat we had for my deer. Um, we... We got them. I think in total we did about twenty pounds of meat, so split up a little bit. I think it was like that no, was like more like seventeen pounds, but uh, yeah, more on the more on the beef. I think we did six and a half pounds, seven pounds on beef, and another seven pounds of deer, and then I think it was five pounds of goose. So we had a, a good amount of jerky, but once it's all in the snack sticks and you you know divvy it up and put it in the bags, it never looks like you have enough.
1: No, it, it goes away pretty quick.
0: <laughs> I'm like sitting here trying to ration it out and I'm like, why am I trying to ration it? Like I made it to eat, but <laughs> right. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. You try to make it last a year and it usually never does. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, we talked about a little bit of what Kenny and I are going to do um, this weekend, but we talked about, you know, early season scouting and all that jazz Um. What what are your tactics like? Say say let's go. We're going for duck. What what are your tactics like early season versus late season, and how do you determine when to start changing up, changing up your spread and all that jazz? Besides the you know the obvious, oh the ducks just aren't coming in, you know because it could just be days but ducks just don't do it. But um, yeah. What are some of your like determining factors of when you start to switch stuff up?
1: Uh, I guess it depends on a lot of what birds are in your area like if if it's early season and you got 90 percent wood ducks chance of you shooting just basically wood ducks and a couple teal i mean then i'm going to be back in the brush and i'm just going to be out there i'm gonna put a dozen decoys out and i'm gonna shoot woodies right there but i mean if i'm looking for mallards um, i go bigger water usually always for mallards just because if i'm if i'm trying to work a mallard i like him to have plenty of room to actually be able to work like that river that yep. was perfect in there yep now like we were talking but, about
0: kenny's uh kenny's wood duck hole yeah they obviously loved it back there but when we talk about um
1: yeah it's all i mean early season's really all about where you where the birds want to be you can't really pull them anywhere else unless you're like god's gift the duck calling you're not pulling them away from where they want to be for the most part
0: is that why there's that general kind of a a general consensus of smaller spreads early season
1: i would say so yeah i mean and not to mention the birds aren't flocked up like they usually are Mm -hmm. i mean this time of year obviously but just trying to match what's out there
0: and how do you um i mean I don't know your experience or how much you can ev- you even want to talk about it or, or all that jazz, but um, me and Kenny always kind of find ourselves in this situation, just kind of dumbfounded. When we see all these ducks flying real high up, we have, I think last time we were out there, Kenny, what, we have 30 decoys
2: out? Yeah, the thing I'm always sitting there thinking in the blind is like, man, do we need more decoys or less decoys?
0: So, yeah, we're always, what's wrong with our spread? Why do they not like it? Obviously, there's some days where you're just not going to get them in, but... Yeah, there's so many things to think about when you see those big groups flocking up, flying. What do you have any advice for people listening to this? Maybe or,
1: I mean, they're tough. I mean, if they're sky high, I mean, the chances of you breaking one down is pretty slim. I think a lot of it just has to do with they know where they want to be going, and you're not it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's basically what it all comes down to. Kind of getting and a lot of times you're just wasting your breath yeah i mean a lot of times you're just wasting your breath trying to hammer at them which i mean (laughs) you you can you can pull some down once in a while but i mean if you're sitting on a shale ledge in the river they i mean if they don't want to be there i don't think they're coming that's the thing
0: that sewage treatment plant my
1: advice they love
2: (laughs) my advice is when they're you get a big flock way up highs. Don't sky bust the hell out of them. You just make yourself no. a fucking idiot. You're not going to hit them. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, let them go.
0: Gosh. Yeah, we. The most most of the ones we've been seeing, they've just been I don't know what. Kenny like a mile in the air. Seems like, yeah, just not even not even like worth calling at most times. Yeah. But with the couple times we went out, um, we we'd get some, not super high. High enough where they're they're flocked up kind of good in the air, we'll get them. We'll get some to look at us to turn, and they'll just kind of flare off. We're just we're just sitting there dumbfounded. I'm just I'm not sure if maybe you figured something out. You you think the same way in the blinds? It's not just us.
1: They they turned on you, and then when they were coming in, then they flared away.
2: Yeah. No, I'll tell you what they did. They they came in real good, and they went they went like they were going to go down. You know, locked up like they're going down. But it was like they. Uh, two of the times it was like they didn't f- have a spot picked out, or they couldn't find a spot yep. where they really wanted
1: to land in the spread, so they pulled off. Yeah, it's like sometimes... it doesn't sound like you had a big enough zone for them to land in. Gotcha.
0: Because yeah, there's definitely some times where we we've noticed them flaring off hard, but more more than that is they're just coming into land, and then they just kind of, were like, yeah, maybe not. We're gonna go find another
1: spot. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's hard to say without being there, but it could be your hide. It could be Mm -hmm. your decoy set. I mean, it could be the wind. It could be a lot of things. It could be when you're in the river like that, it could be the way they came into the water current. Because usually, I'd say 85% of the time they land into the current hunting on a river like that. Gotcha. So I I try to always keep that in mind, too. I know one a lot time of time they were coming in and
2: oh sorry and they just kind of had a gust of wind come down the river and they kind of didn't like the way the wind was blowing cuz it kind of shifted and yep. it was kind of like they were fighting the wind and then you know they couldn't really get down how they wanted in the zone that we had laid out for them so they're kind of just like I ah, we'll, you know we'll find somewhere else
1: yeah they just aborted the mission
0: i got to say though it's fun it's fun trying to get those ducks to come in your spread cuz when they find, when you're working those ducks for a while like, you know, two to three minutes, and then they finally they're, they're like, they just lock up and then just come right in. That's probably one of the best feelings ever.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, when I take guys out and uh, if we'll have a bad hunt or whatever, he killed two, three, four ducks or one duck even. I'm just like, if one duck comes in this spread and does does it absolutely dirty, just feet down in the pocket where I told him to go, then the morning was worth it to me hanging I and mean, banging. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't need to go out there and shoot 20 ducks a day to feel like it wasn't a wasted morning. If I see it one time, I'm I'm happy. I also love If I don't see it at up. all, then I'm a little upset, but Yeah, I love it like early in the day
0: when it's kind of like almost first light, maybe 20 minutes after first light, when you just get like maybe one or two to come in and they're actually working your spread and you're like, "Okay, the spread the spread's looking good. They like the spread today. You know, not got to go change yep. anything right away. Yep. Well, cool, man. We've been, we've been going for a while. Um, you want to shout out your Instagram?
1: Oh, uh, sure. It's just Brad Klosinski, no space. That's all it is.
0: Cool. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I'm sure we'll either, we'll stay in touch, uh, maybe try to get a hunt out, uh, this season before it ends together. And yeah, well, maybe sure. even have you back on after, after the season for a little bit of a wrap up and, uh, Yeah. Kenny, you got anything else? Not today. (laughs) Well, again, Brad, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.